Do you know what nemesis means? Hello and welcome to Direct, the podcast that takes a direct trajectory through a director's filmography. I'm Eric. I'm Levi. Oh, I'm so excited. We're moving on to our second director on Direct. And we put this vote to you, the fans. So we have, we're going to be doing a short run. We wanted to pick a director that's only directed three or four movies. Uh, and we had four candidates. Those four candidates are Edgar Wright, Spike Jones, Steve McQueen, and Neil Blomkamp. And we went to the Bald Move forums at forums.baldmove.com, and we put the vote up to you, the listener. And it was very, very, very close. We, um, we got over 100 votes, which I thought was awesome. And it was like, it was a two vote difference between first and second place. Uh, but the director that we will be covering on our second, I guess, season of direct is. Drumroll, please, Levi. <laughs> Nicely. Nice drumroll. I like Thank it. You. It's going to be Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, the director of Hot Fuzz. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, The World's End, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Very stylized director, Levi. Um, so uh, what are you excited about, about uh, going through Edgar Wright's catalog here? I'm excited for some Simon Pegg. Yeah. I think Simon <laughs> Pegg is a fantastic actor. Uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to – I've never watched the – what do they call it? The Cornetto? Yeah. Coronado. Well, it's called. It's got a few names, but uh, the one that I like the best is the Blood and Cornetto trilogy. Because, um, well, we'll get into the Cornetto trilogy, but we'll, but go back to Simon Pegg. But um, seeing Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End mm-hmm. relatively back to back, I'm I'm yeah. really excited for because I love all of those movies. And but by the time The World's End came out, you know that's nine years since Shaun of the Dead came out. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of fun to trace kind of that path and we'll get a one-off in the middle with scott pilgrim which is absolutely one of my favorite movies oh good i uh i recently watched scott pilgrim on an airplane because i was like it was like one of the cheap rentals on itunes and i was like <laughs> that seems like a great way to like spend a couple hours on an airplane did you see it before the airplane yeah i've seen oh, okay. it it's, yeah it's I've an seen... easy one to rewatch, and i think yeah. the transition the you know all of the video game kind of overlay was just it's I would argue one of the best video game movies because there are not that many. Yep, that are even good. <laughs> well, it's it's not a it's based on a comic book. It's based on a graphic novel, but it's got yes. a lot of video game elements. In yeah, it. there are a lot of references. Yeah, and they did make an arcade uh, game that was released concurrently with the movie. It was on Xbox Live. I just distinctly remember that play playing that on Jesse's Xbox one morning in Bellingham. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm excited as well. Um, I've seen all of his movies multiple times. I'm a really big Edgar Wright fan. Um, And yeah, so the Cornetto trilogy is kind of what he's most famous for, I think. And that would be, like you said, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. And the reason why it's called the Cornetto trilogy is because for those of us who are over here across the pond, there is an ice cream brand in Europe called Cornetto and in each of the movies, they eat a Cornetto ice cream cone. And so in the first one in Shaun of the Dead, they eat like the strawberry one. So it's like blood and gore. And then in the second one, they eat the uh, the black and white chocolate and vanilla one. So it's kind of like the, uh, the, the cops because they wear like white uniforms. And then um, 
and then the third one they they do the mint the green and that's the one that features aliens so they're very loosely uh, locked together but what they do have are scripts that are co-written by edgar wright and with with a lot of influence from his collaborator simon Pegg. nick frost uh is is kind of the buddy sidekick at all of them um and they really kind of bleed out of um edgar wright's television show which he had on the bbc called spaced have you seen spaced levi I have not. I didn't know he oh. had a TV show. Yeah. So that's basically where he got his start um, in terms – I mean, he had done some directing before that, uh, but that's really where he made his mark was with the TV series called Spaced. And it's currently available on Hulu. So if anybody hasn't seen Spaced, I really recommend it going and watching it because it's, it's Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost and a bunch of other people who show up quite a bit in – uh, in the movies as well, so I, I really do recommend going out and watching Spaced. It's 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 a good ride. So, um, like I said, on Hulu, so check that out. Uh, any any uh, personal connection with any of these films? Like, do you remember? Uh, like for me, Shaun of the Dead was kind of like this sleeper hit. It was kind of the type of movie that like you heard about. Um, you know, with a, with a name like Shaun of the Dead. It sounds like kind of a clunker, <laughs> kind of like just like a dumb, stupid comedy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I just remember get, getting good buzz and then watching it and being like, "Holy shit, this movie just like blew up! It like really blew onto the scene." Um, so much so that when Hot Fuzz came out, I like went and watched it opening weekend, and I think it was like me and like fourteen other people in the theater. <laughs> I remember Shaun of the Dead must have come out right after Dawn of the Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead. Uh-huh, was- it did. 2003 or 2004. Yeah, the Scott Snyder remake. Shaun of the Dead just because it was a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was... At this point, I'm so sick and tired of zombie movies. But at that point, it was like, (laughs) oh, zombie movies. This is awesome. And I remember, odd anecdotal story, bumping into Mrs. Taylor, our English teacher, and two other of the staff from school (laughs) with me and my dad. And we were like the five people in the theater (laughs) watching this movie. Oh, man. And it was just totally random that we bumped into them. It's really weird to, when you see uh, when you see teachers in the wild, <laughs> <laughs> out of context teachers. It's always awkward. But after uh, that, I mean, yeah, with Hot Fuzz and At the World's End, at any mm-hmm. at this point, anything you put Edgar Wright's name on, like right, I'm dying to see Ant Man was this Ant Man I was super excited for with his, and yeah. it came out okay, and I think you see, I think it his came out touches, really well, yeah. But I would have killed to see a full Ant-Man movie that he was in complete control of because I think he's got <laughs> such a good grasp of comedy, especially. I think comedy yes. and action, he intertwines yep. them very well. Same yeah, with choreography. I, All of his fight scenes are solid. Yeah, he's got a great uh, stunt choreographer. I, I have to look him up, but he's done some amazing uh scenes that in other movies that you might not associate with with the action comedy of edgar wright uh i would recommend uh, i've I've recommended it before but there's a youtube series called every frame a painting and in that series uh the the guy who does that tony he actually did a great like six minute video on the visual comedy of edgar wright and it really does paint a really amazing picture of what separates Edgar Wright's comedy from other comedies that are out right now. I think uh, what he kind of talks about is predominantly in today's American comedy landscape, it's kind of like edited improv. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like in that the post Anchorman, post Superbad world where you just do like a bunch of takes and then you just kind of jam all of those takes together. 
to get the funniest product. And it works it, when it when it's done well. It works it works well. But um, but the thing I think that separates Edgar Wright is that it's all on the page. You could tell because of the way he uses camera movement, the way that he uses edits, uh, and the way he uses setups to explore that comedy as opposed to just trying to get the funniest uh, one-liner out of somebody, um, which I think makes it a little more cerebral, and it also makes it great for multiple viewings because you miss stuff. Uh, <laughs> the specific one for me is Hot Fuzz. Every time I watch that movie, I pick up something new that I didn't get before. I'm really excited to go back. I had never seen Point Break when uh-huh. I last watched Hot Fuzz, and I watched Point Break <laughs> mainly for the reference to it in Hot Fuzz because I was like, what is the context of this reference where he shoots into the air? Yeah. And then I watched Point Break, and that movie is miserable. <laughs> you didn't like it? No, it's terrible. Classic it's the worst. Keanu. Johnny Utah never gets his man, he gets people killed. That's my tagline <laughs> for Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh <laughs> I, i've actually never seen point break so but i i do know that a lot of people have a lot of affinity for that movie and i think it it, it might it might be required pre-watching before we see hot fuzz yeah um, it would be good to um you know i would i'm considered for edgar wright especially with how referential his material can be in yeah a way that's different from quentin Tar- you know tarantino kind of apes a style i think mm-hmm. but edgar wright is really like referencing in uh no that doesn't yeah. sound right but anyways <laughs> you know they're both referential in their work and i think right like watching Shaun of the dead it'd be great to watch like the old dawn of the dead beforehand hot fuzz yeah i'm not gonna rewatch point break <laughs> um the world's end i guess is the one where i'd have to do some diving before i would figure out you know what his points of reference were for that one because i think that's his most unique well yeah it's i'm actually interested i think i've only seen the world world's end once i think it's the only one of his films that i've only seen once so i'm excited to go back to that um the other thing is you know i i think i understand what you're saying with the references you know tarantino is more of an homage guy whereas I, i would say uh edgar wright is more of a reference guy in terms of like direct like referencing pop culture directly as opposed to more paying homage to pop culture in the way that Tarantino does it. Um, and this, you know, once again, comes out really strongly in Spaced. In Spaced, uh, Simon Pegg plays a guy who works at a comic book store. So the conversations about Star Wars and Star Trek and Batman and all of, all of that, that's direct in those in those uh, episodes. I really, really recommend. And I think there's only like 12 episodes of Spaced because it's one of those british series where they do like two six six episode runs so you could you could binge the entire uh series pretty quickly you know i look uh, at tarantino i pulled up his imdb page just out of curiosity yep. you know he's was born in the 60s where edgar wright i think is closer to our age and maybe that's part yeah. of it is that hmm. you know we're closer to probably the material that edgar wright is pulling from than quentin you know hmm. tarantino pulled from like classic movie stuff edgar wright is pulling things like point break you know he's pulling from stuff closer to our age range um, yeah in terms of what we remember so that's something i'm looking forward to kind of watching is that that difference yeah i i agree i mean edgar wright is about 10 years older than you and i but but uh 
I I agree. It's 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 uh, it, he he he. The things that he draws upon are things that I enjoy. So that I think that might uh, that might pique my enjoyment uh, of Edgar Wright as well. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about this. Uh, I, I totally right with the Dawn of the Dead. I I remember when that Dawn of the Dead remake came out. I really liked that movie. It's directed by uh, Zack Snyder. Mr. Yeah, it was Batman of, v Superman. Was that his first major? Motion um, I don't know. I'll look it up. I, it was kind of the first time he was on my radar, and then after that, he did, uh, of course, uh, three hundred, and then that kind of blew him on to the scene. Um, let me see here. I'm, I'm going to look up his. Yeah, uh, I've been transferring over my uh, all my DVDs into a digital format, so I can just save myself that kind of space. I'm yep. going full digital, and I was copying the old the donna deads over and i go through and watch them so that i make sure that they transferred correctly uh-huh. and it was god it's great watching clips from both of those movies <laughs> yeah donna the dead was like Zack snyder's first first movie uh first full-length uh motion picture um and then he did 300 and then the watchman and then the legend of the guardians the owls of gahul which is apparently good I, I remember no that came out and i went that looks like garbage and it got positive <laughs> reviews and i never saw it yeah, I just I don't think there's a huge audience for a realistic owl CGI movie. But w- when they, you know, talking owl <laughs> CGI movie. It was probably better than Sucker Punch. <laughs> I don't know. I've actually never seen Sucker Punch and I really feel oh man, I want to talk about this cuz I feel like we get in this rut as as movie geeks where we uh where we we fall into this critical uh, idea of like well everything sucks uh, you know this is this is an infinitely sucky thing and this is an infinitely wonderful thing and i there's just like no room for middle ground and i've i've read some interesting takes on sucker punch that make it sound actually kind of interesting so i i want to watch it and kind of judge it for myself the one that really comes to mind is um the ridiculous six on netflix which oh my you know, god I might get a lot of shit for this, but that movie was not the worst movie I've ever seen. I watched the whole movie. It's like it's stu- it's really dumb, but it's not like it's not like poorly made. The cinematography is actually pretty damn good in it, uh, and there's a ton of really funny cameos in it. There's like this scene where John Turturro uh, invents baseball, and it's kind of a great little commentary on why baseball's rules are so screwy. And I'm a huge baseball fan, but I will be the first to tell you that baseball is the hardest game to learn because the rules are so, <laughs> so complex. Uh, and it's and it's basically they have this scene where John Turturro is is Abner Doubleday and he's uh, he's like inventing baseball. I thought that was pretty good. Um, you know, it's it's like a it's like whatever. Like I don't understand why you have to have so much vitriol for for the movie. I on on Netflix it has a one and a half star rating, and I'm pretty sure most people rated it without even watching it. <laughs> so give it a chance, guys. And you maybe know, everything I, isn't as awful. I don't awful know that I am ready movie. to give Adam Sandler another chance. Another chance. When, when did it end for you? Then what? When did when did you stop giving him a chance? Oh. Probably when we drunkenly watched uh, what's yeah, Jack the one and where Jill. he plays the two. Jack and Jill. That is yeah. an awful film. That is a travesty of cinema. I will. I will <laughs> agree with that. That is the least cohesive movie I've ever watched. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. It's like you know, one of the things I love about Roger Ebert is that he doesn't go into. If he were to watch the Ridiculous Six today, he wouldn't go into that movie hoping for Casablanca or even hoping for Shaun of the Dead. He'd go into it at face value as an Adam Sandler stupid comedy flick. 
So, you know, I, I just take things at face value a little bit. I think it's important to do that or else you're going to drive yourself crazy because you're going to think, oh, this is a travesty of cinema and everything's awful. And, uh, you know, Netflix recently released that The Ridiculous Six is the number one streamed show ever in the history of Netflix. And everybody's like, man, America is dying. <laughs> like, Come on, guys. <laughs> well, and then if you look at the opposing end, like Avatar came out and made – yeah money that wasn't topped until star wars now and what impact has that movie had nobody quotes that people quote anchorman nobody quotes avatar so exactly you know it does it does swing both ways and i think that's a that's a good point good point we're a little off we're a little off topic but i mean maybe maybe it just doesn't have to be so hyperbolic like it's just funny to me It, it happened with tarantino as well like people watched you know, the hateful eight and they mentioned all of these things that they didn't like about the movie, which are in all of other all of Tarantino's other movies. It's like, what were you expecting going into the theater? <laughs> Is this gonna completely change up everything that he's ever done before? No. That's why he's a stylized director, because he does his thing and it's very unique and, and like like we talked about in the last cast, you're either in or out at this point on Tarantino. Oh, um, little throwback. You remember how yeah. at the start of the this podcast, I mentioned that my parents and I differ really on taste in movies. Dad liked mm-hmm. Hateful Eight. I warned him. I said, I don't think you'll like it. It's like every other Tarantino movie, and you don't uh-huh. like those. And he texted me back. He goes, that was actually pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> Six out of ten? I didn't give it. I think he stopped giving me the number since I let the cat okay. out on the bag on that one. Okay. <laughs> that's really great so let's go back to edgar wright yeah. here uh, i'm really excited to take this journey because edgar wright is he's like i said i think you know he's on our wavelength from a pop culture standpoint and the other thing about it is that even though i've seen his movies a lot of times i always catch something new and fun on on rewatches um so i'm excited to go through that uh, go through that journey and kind of see where he goes with Simon Pegg. And let's not forget here, this is this made Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg is a thing because of Edgar Wright, because they were because they were buddies. Basically, well, now Simon Pegg is everywhere. He's everywhere. He's, he's he wrote Star the new Wars, Star Wars. He's in Star he, Trek. Yeah. He's writing the new Star Trek. I think he wrote the new Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's everywhere. And like, I also like there's like kind of a little coaching tree as well that. Uh, you know, a little bonus stuff for people who may want to get a little bit more into this family. One is Tintin. Like, this group actually had a big imp- a big influence on Steven Spielberg's Tintin movie, which I think is really, really interesting. Which yeah. is a fantastic movie. Yeah, they did a great job with it. And it's very Spielbergian, but from a story and writing perspective, this whole Edgar Wright, uh, Edgar Wright team had a lot to do with that movie. And the other one, and I can't stress this enough, if you haven't seen this movie... Please watch this movie today. You'll have a great time. It's Attack the Block. It's directed by Joe Cornish, yes. who's a often collaborator with Edgar Wright. It's about these kids in the projects in London, and they're kind of just doing their thing, and then aliens attack. And it is such a great movie. I'm serious when I tell you it's in my top time, top five films of all time, just because it's so fun. And, and that was my tide over until Star Wars because you pointed uh-huh. out that John Boyega was in it, and this is yeah, absolutely before he was even remotely mentioned for Star Wars. And you get I to totally... see a little bit of swordplay with John Boyega. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, it's John Boyega with a katana. In in uh, yeah, he basically plays a hero. His name's Moses in the movie, and yeah, this that was John Boyega's breakout role. So basically, folks, Star Wars doesn't happen unless Edgar Wright happens. 
So think about that there for a you minute. Because <laughs> there's no it. Simon Pegg, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no John Boyega. Write this um, note down. We need to come back to this subject when we get to the end of the run. I also, oh, and for those who don't know, I didn't. I, it took me a while to realize this, but just just to throw this um, little movie fact out for people who may not have uh, read it already. Uh, so Simon Pegg is in Star Wars. He is minor spoiler alert. If you've seen the trailers, you whatever. If you haven't seen the movie by now, who are you? Um, but he plays the junk dealer on Jakku, the guy in the big uh, blobby suit. That's actually Simon Pegg. So. Yeah, he's a lot harder to spot than uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, <laughs> stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty good when I found out who Daniel Craig was. He was a stormtrooper who got manipulated by uh, by Ray. By Ray. Anyway, um, so that's Edgar Wright, man. Anything else on Edgar? I don't I'm just excited. I think we've Yeah. You know, it's out of this list of directors that we posted, I think that the only one that we risked like some ups and downs was <laughs> uh Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Edgar Wright's four movies, they're all solid. He easily could have been a guy who, you know, nailed Shaun of the Dead and then tried to do that repeatedly mm-hmm. until well, he, he kind just of failed did. out. But he's I mean, just... that's the good thing. He he goes to new genres, which I think is really cool because he brings his voice to new genres. Very much the way that Tarantino has been doing lately. Like he did his World War II movie. He's done his westerns. Edgar Wright is doing a similar thing, and he's taking his voice and just going to new genres. And genre movies are really cool. I love genre movies. Um, where kind of the genre takes over. So, so it should I'm, be good. So you. next week, Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Next week, Shaun of the Dead. Go to the forums, forums.baldmove.com. That's where the Shaun of the Dead thread will be. So uh, go ahead and go there. There's also a Bald Movies. If you go to baldmove.com, there's a Bald Movies podcast about Shaun of the Dead. So you can prime yourself by listening to Jim and, Am- and Aaron talk about the movie. The other thing you could do, you can uh, send us an email, directpodcast at gmail.com. We do love your feedback, and we'd love to put it on the show. So next week... Shaun of the Dead, and until then, folks, I'm Eric. I'm Levi. Cuts.